Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Nikki today. I am delighted to be connecting with you today. One of my favorite things about uh, travel opening back up uh, and my travel schedule getting quite full here in the fall, uh, which my uh, my administrative partner, uh, she tells me, uh, your calendar always looks like this in the fall. <laughs> I'm the one that keeps forgetting. Um, But what I'm really excited about is that as I am traveling more and getting to see people in person more, it seems like every single trip that I take, I run into somebody who says, hey, we're listening to the podcast. We love it. Thanks so much. And I am super excited about this. I think I've mentioned before that, you know, uh, sometimes I'm here and uh, I'm in my office and I'm staring out at the trees outside my window and um, thinking about you all. Um, while I'm speaking. And so it's really cool now to be able to put some faces uh, that are real and not made up in my head, uh, put some faces to uh, what I'm doing here on the podcast. So thanks for that. So uh, in case you're listening, uh, Hillary, uh, if you're walking your dog right now and you are listening to the podcast, I want to give you a big shout out. I saw Hillary this, uh, this week in Miami. And so Hillary, thanks for listening to the podcast. Why don't diversity efforts always work in organizational life? Well, there are lots of reasons. Uh, In fact, uh, I have a running list of between 30 and 35 reasons why. Um, (laughs) I know that sounds a little overwhelming, but I try to keep track just so that as I work with clients that I can help people actually not lean into these mistakes so that their efforts won't fail. Uh, Oddly enough, uh, a lot of these things that I've started to keep track of, um, they are prevalent in so many organizations. Um, It's not just, you know, outliers here or there. Uh, These things that I've been keeping track of are are pretty normal in organizations that are uh, are struggling to get their diversity efforts going or get their diversity efforts moving. So uh, that's just been really interesting to me as I've been uh, learning and growing even as I am teaching others uh, in my client work. So why don't diversity efforts work? Well, there's one I wanna talk about today, one reason for why diversity efforts uh, don't always succeed. And uh, here's what I'll say. It, 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 you know, there's a leader that used to say that everything rises and falls on leadership. Let me say that again. 
everything rises and falls on leadership. And so leaders are uh, ridiculously uh, involved in the success or the failure of a diversity initiative. You will never trip and fall into healthy diversity in your organization. Let me say that again. You will never trip and fall into healthy diversity in your organization. I've never seen it happen. Many times uh, there are leaders that I can work with when we begin the process and they say, well, why do we have to do these things intentionally? Can't we, can't this just happen organically? And the thing is, is that things can't happen organically unless you you plant the seeds that are necessary in order for it to begin to grow organically. You know, we, we can't just expect, you know, an organic harvest of fruit or vegetables or, or anything like that without actually planting the seed. It's not going to happen by accident. It's not going to happen necessarily by a miracle. It happens by intentional cultivation. And that's the same thing with your diversity efforts and becoming a good multicultural leader. You don't just happen to fall in it. You just don't, it doesn't happen by happenstance. It doesn't happen just because uh, you're a good person. (laughs) Or it doesn't happen, you know, just because, uh, you know, you meditate meditate on it long enough or, or pray about it long enough. It doesn't happen that way. It happens by intentional, cultivated leadership by people. And so that sh- I, I hope that should both, uh, actually, no, that, that should actually really encourage you and me, right? Because if it happens by leadership, then that means that you and I have agency and choice and option in seeing our hopes and dreams and visions for a multicultural organizational life or even a personal life to actually happen. It can happen, but it's not gonna happen by us just tripping and falling into it. Senior leaders, are so important in the movement. Yes, diversity change can happen from a staff level, you know, further down the chain. I don't like to use that that terminology, but for the sake of argument, I will hear down the chain in an organization, you know, down at your lower levels of uh, staff involvement, right? Uh, organic uh, not organic, like com- like staff community growth and movement can happen at at the lower levels of the organization. But what happens usually is that that movement starts to happen by itself. People get together and start to make that movement. And then what happens is is that the movement becomes so strong that then senior leadership is actually forced to react instead of cultivate. And this is part of the problem. I mean, honestly, if you want your uh, staff culture, not your executive culture, to take the lead on your diversity efforts, 
That is exactly what will happen. The executive team and the senior leadership will just spend their time doing things as normal. You'll just keep doing your job and and expecting people in the staff culture, lower levels of the organization, to make this diversity effort work. They will be doing all the work. They'll do all the movement and then force you to be involved. And then here's the thing. They don't need you anymore as a leader. <laughs> right like why do they need you if they've already done it themselves and then what happens then is that you will actually end up losing your best people you will lose your best talent if the perception in an organization at the staff level the support level is we did all this work to do this you all didn't care and so now we're just going to take our thing and go do it somewhere else you will lose your best people trust me I was a part of something similar like this as a leader in an organization that I worked at. I wasn't the senior decision maker, maker but um, the position that I had uh, was a very influential one. And, you know, when you feel like that, you know, you are, are making more movement than other leaders that are above you in an organization you will get burnt out very fast. So you will lose your best people in your organization. But here's the thing, it doesn't have to come to this. Diversity efforts fail. One of the reasons diversity efforts fail in an organization is that you have misguided leaders. What is needed instead is humble leadership. Diversity efforts fail in organizations. One of the reasons is because you have misguided leaders. Because here's what happens. When it comes to particularly cultural diversity work, a lot of senior leaders in the organization usually can't name what the problem is. A lot of times, uh, senior leaders can't name uh, or even figure out why there's a problem. You know, many times, and this happens to all of us who happen to uh, find ourselves in a senior leadership or an executive level uh, position in an organization where we're making decisions. We are actually making decisions for an organization while being very far removed from the life of the organization. You know, many times as a senior leader, <laughs> with regards to the, the morale and what's happening within the organization you lead, you may be the person that knows the least. Because when you sit on top of an organization or near the top of an organization, Oftentimes, people can be less likely to speak the truth to you. And so senior leaders oftentimes, when it comes to cultural work, can't name the problem. And oftentimes, you know, not only just being uh, disconnected from the life of the organization as a whole, there is also, you know, if you're a senior leader and you don't uh, have a sense of a diverse uh, world, in your own networks, 
or in your own personal life or in your own community life, whatever that is. When, when, when people in your organization come to you and ask you to fix, quote, fix this uh, DE&I program, uh, DE&I uh, problem, you don't know what to do. In fact, for many of you listening, you know, if this is how it happened and your staff came to you and said, hey, can we do something about this? This may be the first time you've ever thought about it. So you, you and your executive team can't necessarily name the proper problem. You may be able to name the problem when it comes to other things in the organization. But something like this, cultural diversity, which you personally may already be behind yourself, you can't appropriately name the problem. Oftentimes, even when there's an assessment done and you have information about what's going on in your, in your organization or how people think about diversity efforts or how people think about cultural matters, even when some of these things are revealed, you still may not know how to name the problem. But then here's what happens. It's okay to not, to not know how to name the problem. That's okay. That's, that's actually not where the biggest problem lies. The biggest problem lies after that is oftentimes senior leadership, decision makers, executive teams, then think that they can fix the problem all by themselves, right? Because oftentimes this is the practice that senior leaders and executives are used to. Once you know what the problem is, you go after it, right? I mean, I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> but, when you, but when you don't have any context or you don't, you've never been involved in culture work ever before and you still just lean into that old, normal, familiar practice of, I got this, let me figure it out myself. The problem becomes is that if your organization up into this point of awareness where you need to do something about the diversity work and the culture work, that um, when you have this awareness now or even an awakening as an organization, as a senior leader, if you continue in the practice of now I know the problem and now I got it, what happens is, is that you start to take your monocultural principles that you've always been operating at and you pick that up and put it into this new space of diversity work and culture work. And while some of those principles may, may work just on an organizational front, an organizational level, they may work. Lots of them won't. Lots of them won't because they thrived in an environment that was designed for a monocultural workforce. So those principles may no longer work 
And you can see now how the diversity efforts start to crumble because if you have monocultural decision makers, monocultural leaders taking the old monocultural framework and system and procedures and just saying, let's just add some diversity to it without actually looking at the system and the procedures and saying, wait a minute, is this still appropriate for this new multicultural vision that we have? Like that's the conversation that's missing. So what happens is leaders end up operating like they're in a, uh, a monocolored organization, which is let's just keep doing what we've been doing the way we've been doing it and just add a little diversity to it, add a little color to it. A monocultural senior leadership team or executives cannot make appropriate decisions for a diverse workforce, the one that they have or the one that is coming. You can't, <laughs> you just can't. And there's not that there's anything wrong with you as a senior leader, as a senior leader. It's just how it goes. I mean, if you're monocultural, you're losing perspective. I mean, that just makes sense, right? You're just, just losing perspective there. So one of the reasons that diversity efforts fail is misguided leadership. The misguided part is all around thinking that you can fix the diversity problem. <laughs> First of all, yourself or using the same monocultural practices and principles that you have been using up until this point. That's why things start to go downhill and start to, start to crumble. What is needed instead is humble leadership. Humble leadership says, I know that I am not the end all be all of trying to fix this problem. Humble leadership says, I need people. Humble leadership says, I don't know what I don't know. Let me go figure out if I can learn it. When you step into the mindset of a humble leader who's willing to ask for help, who's willing to take advice from others, who's willing to uh, engage cross-culturally and build their own life first of diversity before they try to do it in their organization, that is when the diversity efforts in your organization will start to turn around and you will start to see success. But trust me on this, you need other people in order for this to succeed. And you need as a senior leader, a senior leader or an executive, part of an executive team, you need to know that what got you here up until this point of success in your organization that has been largely monocultural will not be able to get you to the next step of healthy, diverse organizational life, of a beautiful multicultural workforce, a beautiful uh, multicultural community that happens when people show up to work every day. So 
lean into humble leadership and don't stand for being a misguided leader. I'm here. I'm cheering loudly for you. Let's go do this thing, y'all. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.